Hi, this is James Mansfield, and you're listening to Drag Dish with Naomi Winters. No relation to Shelly Winters, although the resemblance is mighty strong. Ooh, this beat so funky. <laughs> the Ames and Naomi Winters. Working my ways, I've got more to bring. My ways and my way, and I'm changing some things. Simply like the way that I changed my name. Tasha Trinity wasn't working for me. So say my name. Naomi Winters. So say my name. Naomi Winters. Hashtag fill your people. Just change the game. How are we doing out there, everybody? This is a new episode of Drag Dish. I'm Naomi Winters, and I am joined uh, by the fabulous billboard recording artist, Mila Jam. How are you doing, girl? (laughs) (laughs) What's good, everybody? It's Mila Jam in the house. I'm 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 great. I'm wonderful. Things have been really lovely, and um, I'm happy to be chatting with you today. So, hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, well, I'm happy. You know, as I said before, that you had a moment. I know you're a very busy lady. Um, from music videos to appearances and, and performances, mm-hmm. I... I just even looking at your repertoire, you have worked really hard, you know, to even get this far in your career, you know. Um, how how do you feel that work has paid off? And I'm saying starting back from when you're doing I your do, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think <laughs> that it's no, you're fine. I'm um I think the hard work is kind of something that I signed up for like and I never th- looked at it as like you just do a lot of hard work and then all of a sudden everything is just figured out like i think the hard work is continuous so um i mean i think there are levels of hard work but um i've always felt like you know if i'm working really hard before i gain whatever i i'll put myself in a position of you know really understanding like my place in the industry that i work in or you know, what I have to offer or my worth. So I think it's important. Anyone needs, you know, anyone is aspiring to be in any field or business. You don't get there, even with our shortcuts of like internet and social media and all those things, you don't just get there by, you know, um, you know, a magic door opening. There's always a lot of hard work that people don't see, you know, and sometimes that hard work takes years and years and years. So I've been doing what I've been doing for many years and um <laughs> it's nice to get recognized it's nice to be recognized for a lot of the hard work that I've done um just without the resources that I wish that I had that some other people may have had you know and that's kind of what the what it's all about is I really believe it's about creating what you can create with what you have so and and, and I love that you say that because you I've been a YouTube fan, social media fan of you for a while. So (laughs) I, you know, to see you blossom, not only as a person, but as an entertainer, like, I guess, on on my aspect in seeing it, I, I, you know, I commend you so much because I... Thank you. As as a Black man, as a Black drag queen, I know what it's like to be in our community and be Mm -hmm. 
not even be and to feel alone and and not only feel alone but to still i have this dream i have this vision and i want to push forward with it um Mm -hmm. but to to be able to do that vision and then still have your family uh behind you because look we've even seen portrayal in drag race that's not the black thing to do you know like especially right you know uh how do you how do you feel with that and the I would expect the acceptance that we're going towards in the in the world now or that we're still fighting for, do you think that... Well, I think the acceptance is good and that as we move forward, people will be more accepted, but we've got to still remember with acceptance comes, you know, learning how to accept acceptance, you know, and that's not easy. That can be really difficult because we all kind of want, you know, to be treated a certain way or to have, um, you know, people's grace. And it's it looks differently. It feels differently when you actually get it. You know, mm-hmm. when you envision, it's like, you know, seeing something that you really want in the store. And what is the feeling you get when you see it in the window versus like when you actually have it in your possession? It's a different feeling, you know? You can justify that feeling by saying like, oh, I always wanted this and now that I have it. But those emotions and these, these things, they, they evolve, they change, you know? And so being visible and having acceptance is one layer. I, I say this a lot. It's always about layers. It's one layer. Uh-huh. It's not just the end all be all. It, there's more behind it. You know, what does it look like when there is trans representation or where there is drag representation where there wasn't? Well, then right. there's a new issue that comes up amidst all of it. You know, now that drag is so widely accepted and, you know, beloved, there are <laughs> other issues that come up behind it. People, you know, feel like, oh, why do these specific drag queens get to be, you know, well-known versus the ones who are not on a TV show? And then there's people, you know, uh, idolizing others over others. And there's hierarchies and there's, you know, sub-levels of all of this privilege that comes up. So it's not one, fa- it's just not one facet of like everything is perfect, you know? But right. I do appreciate that there's somewhere and in like this platform that has been created especially for drag queens and drag race it's like you know that's a that's a wonderful thing to be able to be a part of if that's something that you you know really want to do there are pressures though i think a lot of drag queens face you know based on wanting to be a part of the show or not Uh and feeling like they have to be a part of the show just to be recognized or to to work you know to make money and I have a lot of friends and a lot of people who think that that shouldn't be the case, you know, but I, I do feel like with, with visibility on TV, like with major outlets, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's something that comes with that because yeah. more people see, more people see you, there are more opportunities awarded to you. So it's tricky. Um, now, okay. Saying in that and pulling from, pulling from that, it was saying that you're on this higher platform and we've placed on the higher platform, not limited to drag race entertainers, because there are a lot of, um, trans and, um, male and female impersonators that have mm-hmm. been working and, and putting a lot of footwork in that they don't get recognition for before drag race, you know? Um, would you say that? Um, platform should elevate a performance. Would you say if that was if that was your lift to get to Drag Race? Now should I continue to see see bar performances from you with a larger check, or should I see 
like a performance. Like, should I see a club version or this sold out stadium show show performance, you know, for your worth now well, that you're on this bigger platform? Yeah, I mean, I think that there you get to a level where you have to because it just, you know, the cup overflows. Yeah. You can't really afford to, you know, this is like a Madonna example where, you know, she can show up at like a Stonewall and have a moment. But you can't do, I mean, and if you're going to do that, you can create it to where it's like a specific, I'm going to do this. This is my mission. Like Lady Gaga also did that where she's like, I'm going to do a small tour. I'm going to get, you know, close to the people and my fans. But you can't live there the way that you did before you were who you become. And so there has to be a shift. It's only natural. You know, what people do with that shift is different for everyone. Some people acknowledge the shift and they take you know, accountability for it. Some people don't. Some people think that that's just always how it should have been and how it has been. And you kind of deal with the deck of cards you're given. Um, I just think, you know, it's nice to be able to, it is nice when someone who has a platform or that's, you know, able to use that in different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they always have to be at the shelter or they have to always be at the dive bar but they have opportunities to make you know an impact and make choices and they can give back you know they can give back periodically um i don't think that i expect them to live there all the time because that's something different now it's a different game it's a different level there's different stakes so yeah right okay (laughs) okay okay we're we're loosening up um (laughs) let's uh Still in the performance aspect, but not solely um, drag related. Uh-huh. You uh, began your career um, in New York City at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, right? And that's where you really got kind of got your push for stage and production. Actually, no. I've literally been doing theater and stage since I was about three years old. I mean, I grew up in, Okay. I was born and raised, born in Chicago, but I was raised in Georgia. But in my, my few years of being a young one in Chicago, I was, I was Mm -hmm. actually widely known in the inner city community in Chicago. Um, I was a child actor. I was doing local access television. Um, I even had opportunities to go to LA to pursue TV. Um, but my mother, my mother was more, you know, interested in having a life that was grounded and, and like, you know, going to school and getting an education. And it was, you know, it seems like a glamorous opportunity, but also we, I don't think she knew what the outcome would be and that it would probably be smarter to like have me not go to LA when I was little and, and become like a Hollywood kid. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so I, so we moved to the south to Georgia where my my grandmother um lived and we moved with her and I just started doing regional and local theater um there. Okay. Um and I toured I, I did a lot of local theater in my my hometown, which is Columbus, Georgia. And then in okay. Atlanta, Georgia, um I also booked a lot of shows and I was a part of an acting troupe in Atlanta and we got to travel the world um, doing original theater and also, uh, 
you know, well-known plays. And it just allowed me to have what I think is so important for any artist is the gift of like travel, because you can't really learn. You have to have these experiences to really know how to harness, you know, I think character work and knowing how yeah. other people <laughs> live and all that stuff. So I did a lot before I even got to AMDA. I was already, um, you know, full-fledged thespian doing theater and professional theater at that um, before I went to school for it. Or I guess I guess you could say like a um, <laughs> a college. Okay. And and then after that, I just started actually going out and doing more and traveling a little bit more until I realized I really I wanted to be my own person and I wanted to make my own mark as like someone who has a voice and and an, an artist that spoke on you know more than just being an ensemble player. Like, and I didn't want to just be like an actor in a show. I wanted to be like, I wanted right. to be me. And I wanted yeah. to share you, my you, point of view. Right. You, you with purpose <laughs> doing you, you know? I, I yeah, but it's that. hard okay. to manifest. It is definitely, you know, you have to, that's a lot of work to manifest it because it doesn't happen, like I said, overnight. It doesn't happen in a year or two. You know, you really kind of just go forward, not knowing how long it's going to take, but you just kind of do it until you know, something, something shifts. Yeah. That, that higher frequency comes along. Okay. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Okay. And, um, let's just dabble since we're touching on your uh, performances, because I'm looking over here at, um, a couple of events that you have coming up and before yeah. I jump solely into that, when you, you know, with your, theater uh theater background um and and having the ability to be out in the world and learning hands-on was music something that was already always there for you or was it something that from the experiences that you were out getting that you just felt more um drawn to no music was always there for me i mm -hmm. kind of grew up wanting to be a musician um I was always, I've always been an entertainer. So like the entertainment thing is just in my DNA. <laughs> it's in my blood, but <laughs> you know, I'm a kid of the eighties and uh, early nineties. And it just, I, that's a time where most of us looked at becoming a star or becoming an artist, you know, it was like a gift. It was like a calling. Um, and I was actually talking to my mother about this the other day, how like, you know, back in the nineties, you kind of felt like you had to be discovered and that someone would, you know, find you and they would say, wow, like you are, you know, you have this talent and I can work with that and we can do something. And it's different now because everyone can kind of just take what they do and they can broadcast it to the world and yeah. kind of make it their own, you know? And then if there's a company or there are authorities that want to be a part of it, they just approach you and they say, Hey, I got this. Can you be a part of this? And you say yep. yes or no. Um, mm -hmm. but I always loved music. I always wanted to be a singer, um, and a performer. And I think I just, I don't re I think I didn't realize how much time and work goes into getting it the right way. Um, okay. and making it happen in a sustainable way. Okay. 
So that's sure. kind that of been sense. my journey with that. And I also find that, you know, it it's not always linear. Like it's not always, you know, even if you do want to be this one thing, you know, sometimes you go left and you do this thing and it helps you realize like, oh, okay, I, this is why I do want to do this more. Or this gave me some new tools to use to go toward what I really want to do. Or like, there's always like a diversion that happens in life. And I always kind of think of it as like, how do you get, I mean, how do you stay on track? Like, how do you get back on track if you get off? Whether that's like yeah. a side hustle or like a side job, because many, you know, we all know that many artists or musicians or singers, they've, they had lives that were like, I was a cook in a kitchen. I worked for mm -hmm. a postal company. I, you know, was a hairstylist. You have all these things right. that you do just to, you know, make it by. But the passion, you have to find those, those doors and those windows of opportunity to like really feed the passion. And then at some point you have to switch over and go full force <laughs> into it. <laughs> okay. This is true. Like, I don't know. I've learned that full force can be like, that's when you really found out if you're passionate about something because it's like it. yeah it's like all or nothing and you yeah. know sometimes you you know you fall but like i really do think that once you once you've discovered that something is all or nothing for you 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 just give your best and you it's a harsh reality but you have to do that to get to find out what the results are yeah right. okay all right so so for any of you you newbies uh you baby dragons out there uh <laughs> baby lady boys and things just remember you know as we've reached out over the last few podcasts and guests that anything that we're we're doing we're manifesting and growing and we want to put that time in we want to put that investment because later is when we get you That's when we get all that savings. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, speaking of rewards, so not only, you know, have you done amazing parodies early in your career with like Pussycat Doll songs, uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, you've done your own original uh, music and mm -hmm. not only have you just done it, you've done it and you've actually been on the billboard and and I think that um, is an amazing feat. And actually, even speaking of music, I see um, you do on June 14th have a new single coming out, uh, Masquerade. Yes, I do. Can you tell us a little about that? The Masquerade. Yeah, Masquerade is um, it's a really upbeat, up-tempo pop track. Um, it's... I look at it as my song calling out the masquerade of um you know people wearing masks whether it's romantic or not and um you just you're letting them know and you're letting everyone know that you you see it like you call it the way it is um and that they're you know they're not hiding it behind this masquerade it's like this illusion you get it you see it and yeah. calling it and you're calling it out um and I'm excited about this song because it's coming out right um before Pride, which is happening here in New York City, the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. And um, the energy of it is just, it's got a sort of an uplifting kind of feel to it. But it's also saying like, I know what's up and I can see you. I can see right through you. I can see right through other people. And it's like a no BS kind of zone. 
Okay. And that's really where I'm coming from with a lot of the songs that I've been releasing, you know, a lot of pop tracks with messages, um, you know, about calling out, you know, the things that people say or do guys, um, you know, romantic partners and letting them know, you know, this is like, I see it. I'm calling it like it is. Um, Masquerade, we are, like you said, dropping on June 14th. And um, hopefully there will be, I'm working on it now. So I can't really say what we're going to do, but hopefully there will be a music music video um, to really express, you know, calling calling them out, calling out folks. So uh, their masquerade. I have a word, a saying with my, my girls, we, you know, everyone in their friendship circles have like their vocabulary, but like, to me, I've been using the word masquerade at everything. So like you go to a restaurant and the food comes out and it's cold. And I'm just like, that's a masquerade. Like I looked at that (laughs) and I thought it was going to be hot and I'm calling it out. It is not hot. And I would like my food to be a hot. I don't want it to be masquerade. (laughs) But you can use the word any way you want to, you know, anything could be masquerade. It's like, (laughs) and you can kind of just switch it up or throw it up. However you like it's, it's a mood. <laughs> a mood. Okay. Yeah. It's a mood. We love a mood. But I'm excited for it. It's it's um it's a it's a big song and it's um the production is really wonderful. It's um it's really fabulous. And um amongst that those that song I have uh Twilight Zone which is out already on all um platforms and my song like the last time which we just re- released recently um which is a sweet love song and the video just takes a turn with the guy that I was supposed to, what I was filming with would didn't want to be okay. in the video after he knew I was found out I was trans. So that was uh, a whole topic of discussion <laughs> because okay, <laughs> I just need to highlight these things that are happening in my life. You know, many of them happen in real time and they're not really calculated. Um, and so even for that video and that song, we just thought it would be best to put out the video with this guy blurred in the in the um scenes because he didn't want to be seen and it just highlights how what we go through or what trans people go through in the dating circle what queer people go through and being um you know hidden in the shadow i guess okay she's got messages she's got messages for us <laughs> <laughs> no, look, look, I'm loving that because um, it's I I've seen you know a couple of times you know where you've like exposed like a post here or there you know from uh-huh. uh, dating or whatnot you know it's something going wrong or somebody like going left so um, uh-huh. you know like being a fellow African American in the dating world I, I completely understand that it's like. Being a uh, a entertainer, drag queen, a transgendered uh, woman or man, either way, it's like, oh, I'm having this wonderful conversation. I'm into you. And then it's like, well, I thought you should know, like, this is happening. And then it's like, what? They just completely go left field because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're they feel that we've for usage of it, set up a masquerade when we're actually, like, you know, giving them that honest feel. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I love it. I, I like you. it. You know, <laughs> you know, like you know. I think that that's something that we need, especially with a lot of the craziness that's um, you know happening in the world with um, death and dating in the trans community. Like, just of course, not heavily Absolutely. touching on that, but you know, mentioning it. You know, yeah, you have like, to. You though, know. We have to talk about it. <laughs> um, so that's cool that that, that is coming out around um, Pride. Lots of Lots of representation uh, present with that. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the same thing, the next month, uh, July 12th and 13th, you'll be in San Diego. So will you be doing a live performance of Masquerade there as well? Or I will. A whole yes, different I'm, set? Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be in my set. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing San Diego Pride. And I'm actually going to be there on the 12th and the 13th. I'm going to be doing their opening ceremonies um, on the 12th and on the 13th, I'll be doing the main stage show. It's, this is great because it's going to be my second time in San Diego, but my first time at San Diego pride. Um, I haven't been to San Diego many years. And when I was last there, I was not there for any pride festivities. So I'm excited. Um, everybody come, <laughs> okay. come out, please tell your friends, tell your family. It's going to be great. My family's coming. A lot of my friends are coming. And um, it'll be a celebration. Okay, for sure. Yeah, and then I see, I see we have you again at another Pride Jersey Pride right after that. Uh, um, in yes, August, I'll be at Jersey Pride in August. Jersey, yeah, New Jersey Pride. Okay. <laughs> and like, and, I am, I'm looking here at my notes, making sure. <laughs> yeah, and right before, um, actually, right before Pride kicks off here in New York, um, I'm always super proud of uh broadway cares equity fights aids um they do broadway bears this huge performance that's a benefit concert where they get all of the broadway actors and stars mm -hmm. to uh, do a strip-a-thon and raise money for uh hiv aids organizations and i've headlined the show two years uh the past two years and i've just been added to the the cast list for this year and so I'm very happy to be a part of it again. Um, and I think there will be lots of special nods to um, to Pride, to, you know, this significant year in New York City's Pride history being, you know, home of the world Pride. And I'm excited to be a part of that, too. Well, congrats to you. And actually, speaking of um, events uh, that you are being added on New York City, I also have a note that you are hosting uh, the official Rocket Man screening. Oh, uh, yes. There, yes. It's, this is um, the Elton John musical, oh, Elton John movie, not musical, sorry. Okay. It's going to be um, <laughs> a premiering. It's actually the preliminary pre premiere um, at Lincoln Center. Uh, here in New York, and I'm going to be hosting that. I'm excited to see the film. I think it it looks, you know, it looks really exciting and moving. I'm a big Elton John fan. I know a lot of people are a big yeah. Elton John fan, and so you know, seeing his story kind of come to life on the the big screen will be not only exciting for me but for everyone. And you have to get excited about what I'm going to be wearing. So I'm I'm definitely going to be a giving my homage to Elton John, all of his fabulous okay. styling <laughs> and um, his, you know, his fashion sense. So that's going to be an interest. That's going to be a great night to remember. Um, 
before that's before I do Broadway Bears. Yeah, bef- like, yeah, it's like before, before you kick off everything. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's literally you have that Broadway Bears. No <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think that's really awesome. And while we're here dabbling, what is your favorite Elton John song? Oh my god, um, probably. <laughs> Uh, I love Tiny Dancer. I mean, like, who doesn't love Tiny Dancer? Oh, yeah. I think Tiny Dancer okay. is um, probably my favorite Elton John song. Um, I also love um, I've Been Standing Better Than I've Ever Been. That's a really good one. Okay. I have to go through my archives because then you realize after time that there are songs that you didn't know that you didn't remember that he did and you're like oh my god i love that song but i forgot he did that too you know right well i i feel like you know with me you know being that 80s 90s kids like mm-hmm. elton i'm your classic old school you know rocket man's uh-huh. and you know just just the the classics give me that i don't need you serenading that i liked you when you gave me my feels and the lion king and mm-hmm. then <laughs> and then you know it's like okay you know we're in the 2000s yeah all right and let's see move just moving along um your busy schedule you have a logo black box session coming up. This project I do have coming out the logo black box series. Um, I don't have the date for you guys, but I'm, I'm honored and humbled to be a part of it. Um, we did an unplugged acoustic set uh, of some of my music. And I think it's just, it's a really special a special moment. It's just a special, a special special <laughs> of my okay. my songs. Come of my songs, um, and then there's a little interview as well in that, and I talk about some of the stories behind the creation of some of my songs, like Bruised um, and my song Better Days. So, I think that will be coming out pretty soon. Um, I hope it's coming out soon. I don't know for sure, but <laughs> when it does come out, I'm yeah. actually going to be really excited about that. Okay. That's how something else to keep all of your social media looking out for, you know, and logo. All right, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I want to get all my notes and touch everything. So then when we get into random questions and just talking, that it's like, oh no, I didn't forget something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So. You were recently a music video muse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, um, we did that. a video. Yeah, with Alex. There's an artist named Alex Iono. And okay. he is he's got actually a really huge following on YouTube. Um he's kind of like a, a YouTube sensation. I guess times two, like, you know, there are YouTube sensations and there are people who just are like YouTube royalty in a sense. And he's, he's, um, released a new song called her. And I got to be a part of the video for the song, um, playing the lead female muse. Uh, and the story is, is essentially about a, a boy, you know, kind of growing up in, 
a heteronormative society and and wanting to just sort of explore his identity, maybe even his gender expression. Um, but I play uh, his dance like instructor, dance coach, and I inspire him to, you know, explore. I guess his explore his identity. And we we also did this really awesome PSA for the music video that should be coming out uh, simultaneously with it about, you know, what it's like to be different and growing up, being around like kids and, you know, in high school or in middle school and discovering that you might be queer or gay or trans or lesbian or bisexual or pansexual. Um, and allowing people to have that space to, you know, figure it out. Um, allowing parents to see that it's okay if their children are questioning and that we all kind of have periods in our lives where we're questioning to just try to figure out who we really are. So we joined with Glad and we joined with Glisten and Logo and the Fluid Project to have this PSA with Alex. And Alex is an ally who's really supportive of the community and wants to be inclusive. So I really, I like want to thank him like a lot for being so open and, and so warming and welcoming to share his space, which is, I think that's a big topic, you know, today is about inclusivity looks like sharing space. You know, if you are someone mm -hmm. who's not queer, we need to have more opportunities to get to know um, that we can all get along in, in spaces that we don't have to be so separated or we don't have to be like, you're over there and we're over here, you know, and the conversations need more, queer conversations need more straight listeners and, and heteronormative allies so that we can not just be talking to ourselves the whole time. <laughs> no, no, that's very true. Like, you know, we can educate amongst ourselves so much that, it, you know, you're, for lack of better words, beating a dead horse. Exactly. But having an open audience to give that information to new ears could be opening up for so many other people to, you know, break that cycle. Um, completely agree. Completely agree. And completely cannot wait to see this video because... Mm -hmm. It's going to make a beautiful we, statement. Yeah. Like... Like, that's something that's completely needed. Um, this video is completely needed right now. And for our generation and for generations to come, just, mm -hmm. yeah, just a strong, yeah, that just sounds like just such a strong, um, a strong sense of being and presence and knowing like, hey, you know, you're not alone. Like, I know there have been other more subtle, you know, notions on platforms and even some more bold or celebrity um yeah notion but but it's a little bit different when it hits um at a more local level per se mm -hmm. so that sounds great let's see let's okay and let's see so that music video is happening and then you're also starring in mike taviera's music video single for heart yeah, um, that was actually going to be, we we're filming that this weekend. Um, Mike reached out to me and asked me to be a part of it. So that will be 
a really cool perspective. I'm not giving you guys any information on that because <laughs> that's his that's that's his his baby that I'm going to be a part of. I'm co-parenting. But he's um you know kind of asked me to be a part of of this narrative and I think the the topic of of the video is something that's also needs to be talked about in our community as well. It's you know navigating uh being queer on many different levels, you know, and we always look at things as sort of black and white, you know, uh-huh. and a lot of people, even trans people included, life isn't black and white, you know, you might start life in one way and you might end life in another way, even though there's a, a connection to everything that you become, there's different, it's a metamorphosis, you know, there are different, there are different um, ways to look at it or to, to express that. So Mike um, is, I'm excited to work with him and to see what he's got for his vision, his vision. And um, yeah, I can't wait. Like you guys will get to see that when that comes out. I'm hoping that will come out before pride as well. So I don't know what his rollout plan is, but I think it might be pretty soon after we film it this weekend. Okay. Let's Let's go in and have some fun now, you know? Yes. We, we... Oh, I, must have, I, must have, I must mention that I was just at the Met Gala with um, my best girlfriend, Laverne Cox. Uh, she walked the red carpet in her custom Christian Siriano gown, which was major. Um, but she asked me to tag along with her to the after parties. And we had the best night hanging out, going to the Met Gala after parties star-studded night this was actually just monday night so it was you know literally like a day ago but we got to hang out with a lot of cool cool peeps uh we danced with katie perry um uh at at the gucci after party and we spoke to uh darren chris you know who's a good friend and mark ronson was actually djing the party which was cool and then we ended up going to um, the Standard Hotel where there was the main event party, I guess you could call it, hosted by Idris Elba. And everyone loves Idris Elba. Um, so that was cool That's to see cool him nice. there. And um, I got to speak to Janelle Monet. We actually went to college together. And I hadn't oh, seen wow. her in many, many years. And we've sort of been i guess around each other in certain circles but we keep missing each other we finally got to catch up last that night and and talk and she's just i mean she is one of a kind she's so unique and such a inspiration artistically and and style wise like I, i live for janelle but it was so wonderful and humbling to be able to speak to her and catch up with her and have a few words um but yeah some of the other people we saw we actually saw Celine Dion walking out of the club as we were leaving and it was cool to sort of be behind her and her her security and who can say that they you know left a club with Celine Dion not many people <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> right um okay since this year's Met Gala theme was camp what do you were there any like fashion letdowns that you felt I mean I know you know it's camp so it's 
It's my letdowns were. I think I think most people could, would agree. Like there were so many glamorous choices, and this was really the time to sort of take risks and to go out of the box mm-hmm. to do things that were not sort of I guess quote unquote glamorous. I would have loved to have seen more of those oddities, um, you know, from the carpet. I thought that Janelle was a great example of of camp, even with you know keeping it stylish. But that was great. Um, I forget his name, but the the actor, um, oh God, what was his name? He did the makeup on his face with all of the eyes. It was oh. a really cool expressionist oh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I just yeah, looked. he's very he's very popular right now. I can't think of his name, but um, he was. I loved his uh, yeah, I loved his approach. Uh, I also really liked Lupita. I think Lupita Nyong'o was was a great expression of camp. And um, I actually really loved the, what Laverne wore because Laverne, you know, has, we've never seen her in ice blue hair with the futuristic makeup and, you know, a (laughs) gown that literally looked like a, I don't know, like an umbrella opening over the side of her head, but like it was, or like a, like a, a flower blooming, but it was just the construction of her whole piece was great. And shout out to Billy Porter, who, like, <laughs> yes, really queen. In, you know, like that majesty that he came in with, you know, the dancers, a little side note for you. You hear it, you hear it first and only here. The dancers that actually wa- uh, carried Billy Porter in on the red carpet are my dancers <laughs> and my, my, my family. Yeah. Specifically two of the guys that were carrying him. Um, They're like my best two of my best friends and both choreographers and dancers um shout out to them julius rubio and kellen stancil um they're also broadway boys you know you can see them on broadway and lion king and frozen but um that was amazing (laughs) before we i'm letting you go girl but before we we like um get too far in that gala you did some stuff for I, I'm brain farting now. We we're just talking about uh, Billy Porter. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't even think of what the show's called now. Pose. Pose. I'm like I'm brain farting. Like literally every other word for the ballroom scene is coming to my head. But pose. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did. Um, some early work with pose. I mean. It, and so, you know, some of the stuff didn't make the cut, but you still got to experience that. Yeah, I was more or less um, an ad campaign model for the show. Um, I did like some light cameo stuff um, for a lot of video promo, but I was basically hired to be in the uh, advertisements and the campaigns that you would see like on billboards around the city and whatnot. I was also the the set model for all for the poses of the lead actors. So in season one's uh, billboard ads, you would see MJ Rodriguez, you know, in this sort of like see through glowing headpiece. I set the poses for it. I got to like sort of be her body double, um, and it's so funny to me because we're really like she's my sister and we're friends in real life. So like I got to like. Set these poses, and then she comes in and then sort of does them. I'm like, I guess the paper doll for it, you could call it. <laughs> okay. Um, and 
I did that for a couple of other shots they did. But then I got to do one. I had a shot that they did produce. Um, and it was in some places, uh, some places in L.A., they actually had um, a large version of the the shoot that I did in the FX offices in L.A. Um, but, yeah, I got to wear this huge afro and do, like, this runway scene. Um, it was a dream. It was like being on Top Model. Um, okay. It was, like, the closest thing I would, would say to being on you know, you want to be on top. I was having those moments thinking of like Tyra saying like, suck it in and turn your leg and lift your neck and smize. It was great. Okay. But it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, gosh, all 90s feels to be in front of a camera and, and thinking uh-huh. all of those thoughts. I still feel my favorite top model moment is the Tyra spaz out. It like. was, yeah, that was the moment that stood out for everyone's iconic moment. And in, in, especially in uh, YouTube history, I think it's like one of the, I think if there was like the most talked about or watched, you know, clips of all time, it would definitely be in there. Yeah. Ugh, gosh, it was the, it was the, it was the uh, argument heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. All right, let's double back Everybody into this knew. to this Met Gala. So Janelle was, you know, and I love that that Janelle took risks. Um, it reminded me a lot of Monique Hart and her um, what she uh-huh. called them emojis. And, uh-huh. and I, I I really love that because I, you know I felt like it was just taking resubmitting culture into culture. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I do think that she did that. She was really good about, you know, it's like she always stays on brand, but she also always makes a point to, you know, get you talking about it. But then it's also, it's just, like, it's just swag. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and the hats, I'm not cre- too. I love the hats. Oh, the hats. The hats on hats on hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And I think one of my other favorites, uh, and only because I watched the construction video a million times, um, Zendaya's fairy tale, our fairy godmother. I didn't know there's a construction video. Did they show the making of the dress? Yes. Um, I want to see that. Like, I guess it's wand activated. Um, So, like, the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, they wave the wand and smoke came and lights yeah, came yeah, on. I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just amazing. Just the whole breakdown of going into it and programming it. It was one of those little quick videos and it was pretty cool. Um yeah, just like just seeing that and knowing how much work uh these designers are putting in for these <laughs> you know, to make these looks to create this theme is just like crazy, you know. Um, I did, I felt a little subpar personally, um, with some of our drag representation, but that's just me ah. mm-hmm. that like, you know, I'm not saying that the fashion wasn't there or the assignment was missed, but it wasn't, I guess for the camp and, and a lot of the elevated glam or whatnot that I'm used to seeing on a tour. I guess I didn't. I didn't get a lot of that. 
Mm. Are you speaking um, about anyone specifically? Uh, not specifically. I mean, we can even touch, like, I mean, I can touch my appeal. I do wish RuPaul would have personally been there in drag. Um, I would yeah, have loved I've, to have I've seen that. A few people say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I loved... I loved Violet's, the idea of her being the um, full length glove and a gown. I liked Mm -hmm. that, but I felt, you know, I was still, I felt like it was, you know, I could have seen you still in a gown anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's it's literally not me dissing, but just, but to see the Janelle Monae's and to see Billy Porter, um, Zendaya, and like see these like, grand costumes and i'm like this is <laughs> i'm like this is your career this is the career yeah. that i'm like fighting with for you like give us what we do i don't know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, me yeah. just me personally um were there any like i don't even know like w- like we've talked about your stuff actually... any other celebrities that you were there or no any what um it's funny, like, I really like, aside from, I really like seeing Sierra's um, look. I thought it was, I thought she looks really lovely. And I actually thought Kendall Jenner looks really lovely in the orange feathers. And, yeah. Um, and the, I mean, she just looks so stunning. Um, I kind of, with Kim K's outfit at first, I was not really feeling it. Um, and then kind of getting deeper into the history, into the like construction, like, drops. you know, Terry, yeah. like Terry Mugler is like, it's just iconic and it's just so, yeah. so specific, you know, and it, it, it gave it a little bit more of a, of a meaning to me, you know, knowing who created it, mm-hmm. but, um, I think it would have been cool to see, have seen a piece like that on someone else, you know, that we wouldn't have expected that from. Um, but I thought, what did you think of Lady Gaga? I loved the idea. I felt like the execution was what ruined it for me. And I felt like it shouldn't have been a 13 minute performance. I think that it should have been (laughs) a five minute performance where it was surprising that she was revealing all these different looks, which are not hugely different, but yeah, she, you know, she really drew it out and every time there was something revealed, I was like, well, we just spent eight minutes waiting for that. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, I like, I will say because I love pink. Um, I love pink against my complexion. So like, I like the, the entrance appeal and the ballroom gown, but then the entrance was amazing. You undid your bow and you stood there for 20 minutes or eight minutes, like you said, you know, and then there's the next yeah. reveal, you know, like, if it was a the little production bit faster. value needed to be faster <laughs> for me. It needs to be, you know, when when the queens are doing a costume reveal, you know, you don't take ten minutes to do that. Yeah, like, and if you're gonna layer it, like, you have something there that you can be okay. We don't realize she has something else. Ta-da, girl. Exactly. <laughs> um. Now, uh, speaking of fashion faux pas or not. Uh, Cardi B. Uh, I've seen a lot of mixed <laughs> reviews. No, I think she won the night for me. She won the night. Like, I thought she was. She won. She, she won was, the night for me. 
Keeping with classic fashion, um, a lot of the interwebs that I've seen on Twitter or even like, you know, um, Instagram, it's like she looks like a uh, bag in a bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I I mean, I, I chuckled, but I really, I liked it. I, I feel like she's... I loved it. I thought that she's she won given grand prize. It. it was 10 tens across the board for me. And what they were doing with her, which is so wonderful, is you know, we're seeing this really real, I mean, you know, even if there is some level of an act of it, you know, there's just this unapologetic energy that I love. And that's how I, I feel like I want to be unapologetically, you know, woman and unapologetically trans. And I want to be just myself uh, in right. the spaces that I inhabit. And I really admire that about her because she resonates with so many people just being who she is and she doesn't have to be, you know, the most articulate at times. She can kind of do things that just, you know, that's her nature. And so mm -hmm. I think they're exemplifying her greatness by combining that with, like, amazing fashion. Her fashion sense has, has been really on point, in my opinion. Um, no, yes, yes. I'm you know, and I think that she won the red carpet for me because I was so... I was curious. I was overwhelmed. I was excited. I was, when I saw what she wore, I was um, intrigued. I was uh, like, we screamed at the TV. You know, I was getting yeah. my makeup done for, <laughs> for other events. But we were just so like enthralled. And I want that reaction when I'm seeing these events or these uh, fashions at the Met Gala. So she won for mm -hmm. me. I gave, I gave her 10s. What do we feel about she was Mother Mother Campbell? Mother Campbell. Um, the, Naomi is always stunning, always gorgeous. She's effortless. She is evergreen. You know, she did not win this for me. <laughs> I agree. No you know, I felt I could have went into cross dress for less and picked that up off the rack mm -hmm. and. Yeah, <laughs> went back home with a, a box of wine. I'm surprised I didn't see more men. You know, in, in full drag, I'm surprised that I didn't see at least one actor, you know, maybe even a Jared Leto or someone in, in like complete drag, unrecognizable. Yeah. Like that would have been kind of cool. You know, maybe I would have loved if someone had come as RuPaul in drag, like if yeah. Chris, not Chris Rock, but, you know, if like some actor of color. <laughs> had really gone out of their comfort zone and and showed up as RuPaul. That would have been amazing. You know, you know who actually shouldn't should have done it. Um, Leslie Jones. You know, she always does crazy things. Oh, and she's she a does huge crazy I don't think she fan. attended though, but that would yeah. have been amazing. She would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think she did. She. I think she, <laughs> surprisingly, she was on Instagram. Yelling at the oh. TV, so. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know how I really felt about Katy Perry's chandelier. I thought it was clever for a minute, and then I was just sort of, yeah, it just kind of fell flat for me after. It's you know, it, was, it was shocking. It was shocking to begin with, and then it just kind of felt like, oh, okay. okay. I was like, I hope she takes that off for the dinner. <laughs> Ezra Miller is to our actor as we were thinking of earlier. Ezra talking Miller, over... yes. Um, yes, 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 Ezra. Well, let me see. 
this i mean i don't even do we get a i did i tuned away i don't remember seeing a rihanna moment no she did not attend nor did beyonce and it's it's so crazy because it's like <laughs> like the Met Gala, what what are what is Beyonce wearing? What is Rihanna wearing, you know? And then we didn't get that. But we got Cardi B and I feel like, you know She made up for it. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, completely, I mean and completely. I think that they, you know, these are things that are these are really high stakes events. You know, and there are months of planning for a lot of people. Um, and so bringing it all together takes a lot of work and it has to be right. Like people want to be, you know, there are certain designers that they want to work with and that they want to collab with. They have to be able to prepare for all of that. Um, right. So I'm sure we'll see Rihanna and Beyonce next year since they didn't go this year. <laughs> right. Um, let's make Gala look. J-Lo. J-Lo is my bitch. Um, <laughs> I actually had, I'm actually a huge, huge fan. Um, I am a J-Lo stan. That's my girl. I think that she looks lovely. I don't think she was camp. And I just think that, you know, the, the look could have been a little more on, uh, on trend with what they were doing, but you know, she always looks beautiful to me. I just didn't think it was camp. You know, if she would have come as something, mm-hmm. if she would have come as Selena, that would have been everything. Okay. Um, her coming as Selena would have been great, but I feel just like, I don't know. I I, I got the, the glamorous, I guess, we got what we always get black and white yeah Yeah, you know just that she gave us that extra that beyonce essence we should have come as charlie chaplin and 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 a rod should have come as like the the like the the little vaudeville tapper girl (laughs) they should have done a victor victoria moment yes um speaking of twinsy moment twinning moments was it kylie and iggy that that showed up in the same dress and different outfit or different colors. I missed that. Let me see. I didn't I believe... see. Yeah, I believe I saw that that little moment and somebody yeah. had a photo of it. I didn't really look at it. It was you know those moments of scrolling, you know? Yeah. So it it could have been fake, but eh, whatever. Let's see. And then we had, I will say there was some, was this Lupita who was on there? I believe it was Lupita. She came um, and it represented. Lupita looked amazing. Yeah, very Afrocentric and Uh just, (laughs) all right. Well, girl, um, just like time has been flying. It's wonderful. Easy Met Gala review. We've gone over uh, kind of your calendar things you have going on. Anything did, else you want to throw out there? I just say that um, I just wanted to say that I'm so excited about all the things I have coming up this year. Um, this is going to be a crazy year. This is only the beginning of the jam, and I want everyone to keep up with me. Um, I'm I'm really honored that I was able to perform at the Glad Awards last weekend. 
and to see Madonna speak. Um, I actually got to meet Rosie O'Donnell and have a few words with her. And um, performing at the GLAAD Awards was just, it was um, an honor. Okay. Sweet. Oh, duh. Shangela was hosting the GLAAD Awards, right? Oh, and my so girl you got to Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, and that girl. Yeah, you know, so so you were just in this, like, immersed in, like, a room full Well, you know, of... Shangela and I are actually, we're family. Like, we're friends. We, I, I've known Shangela for almost 10 years. Like, I've known her for a oh, really wow. long time. People don't know that, like, we're actually friends. We have an inner circle of people that she's grown up with. And I also know Jennifer Lewis because Jennifer Lewis is a friend through friends of mine that are, were in the Broadway show of Hairspray um, when it was on Broadway. And I got to meet Jennifer and hang out with her. And so we, you know, and Shangela lives with Jennifer Lewis and works with Jennifer Lewis. And so there's this sort of fam familial connection with us. And whenever I get to see Shangela, it's like seeing family and we always just kiki. It's just so, I was just always like, Hey girl, I was doing um, New York pride last summer and I was on the Mac float with Sasha Valor and Peppermint. Um, and Shangela was doing the commentary on the, as we were passing by and she shouted me out. She was like, there's Mila Jam. And I, I just felt so cute and giddy because like no one told her to say that. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she shouted me out. And so there's just so much, there's a lot of love in the community. There's a lot of love and support around, you know, everyone. And I think that we just need more of that. And I think it's, it's good to be able to support the drag race girls, the non-drag race girls, you know, the, the queens that you love. Um, right. If you're ever in New York, two of my favorite queens, please come and see them. I love Pixie Aventura and I love Keisha Carr and I love, you know, a lot of girls that are not on the on drag race that are just working hard and taking names. Right. You know, okay, definitely, you know. And and I think that is why I I not I think I know why that's why I created this platform because I know there are a lot of people out there that are that have been working hard and they've maybe lifted up a little bit higher. And also, than, you know, some shout of those out, girls. One more shout out to um, you're not <laughs> hip to her, Mar Marty G Cummings. I'm giving her a shout out because um, Marty is the first and one of the only drag queen politicians. Um, she's out here pounding the pavement, you know, getting um, legislation and just going around and talking to a lot of people in the Senate uh, on the queer community behalf. And she's she's really doing a lot of work out there for equality for queer people and everyone. And she didn't have to do that. You know, and I really admire that as a drag queen, she uses her platform to get into politics. Okay. Well, well, you definitely send her our way, you know, putting that out there. If you are listening out there, Marty, you know, um, we definitely yes, love Marty. to have you on. Marty Cummings, you've got to be. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to be helpful to help you share your message and spread the news, you know, geeky a little. Um, yes. All right. And this last bit of drag dish, let's do a couple rapid fire questions. And sure. We're good. All right, Samila, these are pretty much all about you. So, okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up if you couldn't be where you're today? Huh. 
Um, I mean, if I weren't like a musician or an artist, uh-huh. yeah, I would be a psychologist. Okay. Next Something question. in psychiatric. Psychiatric. Something in psych- uh, adult, child, just doesn't matter. Oh, oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Maybe adult, but like, uh, I mean, maybe I would be a therapist. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. 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 Um, if someone was going to make your life into a movie, who would be cast to play you? Ooh, Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya, down. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember your very first performance and what song it was? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, of course. My very first performance um, was Crazy in Love. Okay. Classic Beyonce, crazy. Yeah, we. (laughs) I know. I hope the rest of them know crazy in love. Uh, (laughs) um, Who do you look up to uh, for inspiration as you build your career? Uh, Uh, I actually really look up to my group, my best friend, Laverne. Laverne Cox. She's a wise woman, wise beyond her years. She has a lot of uh, advice good advice. (laughs) Um, uh, and yeah, I I look up to her. Um, I also like, I'm really inspired by like Tracy Ellis Ross. She's someone else that I really, I really look up to. Okay. What does a perfect Sunday afternoon with Mila look like? Oh my God. Brunch with waffles and eggs and all kinds of food, uh, with uh, lots of friends, and maybe a park day or like a movie day um, and just hanging out. I'm not really a drinker, so I just love being around my friends and being around people that want to get together. Okay. When you have a five-minute break during rehearsals, what do you spend that time doing? Oh, probably eating and checking social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, around you, and we have like three questions left, but around you, who's the funniest person that you would say is in real life? It keeps you laughing or, you know. Oh, my my dear, dear, dear friend, Justin Johnston. He's uh, an amazing Broadway actor. and. Um, Whenever we get together, he was in Rent on Broadway for many years. He actually played Angel. And he keeps me, I, I literally laugh nonstop when I'm with him. He, I, just, I was with him last night and he just makes me so happy. Okay. What do you do when you're not performing or rehearsing? Um, usually watching, studying, um, or I'm at the movies. Okay. I love the movies. I actually go to the movies a lot, and my movie movie buddy is Peppermint. We go to lots of movies together. Down. Okay. We love a little mint in our life, a little Peppermint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you had a magic wand and you could do Uh-oh. any show, <laughs> any show that you wanted, uh, what would it be? Any TV show? Yeah, any TV show. You can even create your own. What, what would it be or, you know? I, You know, if I'd imagine one, I would want to be on Insecure. Okay. I really think there needs to be a trans character on Insecure. Um, 
like a home girl and and she needs to be written into the show i'm not going to tell you how it is because i'm going to i don't want to tell you <laughs> i'm going to call them and i'm going to work it out but i would love to be on insecure with Issa yeah Rae. like okay yeah i don't need <laughs> yeah okay so that'll be that's good and then last but not least we uh-huh. you know we've talked about everything from the time that we put in to building our career to maintaining you know that energy while in the career and you know life beyond but uh, every time you go on the stage it's it's a different experience and, and i'm saying that uh, well hopefully for you like it's a different experience like a good experience because you're with new energy uh-huh. um is there what is the last thing that goes be- through your mind or is there a moment or a flash of fear or just a moment of thanks or, or a rush that happens before that curtain goes up or your music starts on you is it just like bam i'm here it's like i'm For home me, yeah and I'm- i have this energy that i always kind of channel that's it's it's invite it's welcoming people in. I think that's so important for me. So I do that when I get on stage. I think that's the equivalent to instead of coming out to people, I think that it's always about letting people in. So choosing when to like give them, you know, information about who I am or my journey or you know where I've come from or my transness. So I always feel like what no matter what audience, if it's two people or if it's 2000 or 20,000 people, you know, the thing that comforts me I, I've gotten over fears I don't really get stage fright anymore it's just it's like it's my living room it's my room and we're all playing together and it's my turn to let you in to like my imagination that's kind of how I feel right okay no that's 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 fair and I think that is a that's a very reasonable but then approach. I will say though I will say <laughs> that when things get going though it's like once you're in the groove of like whatever you're doing, your show or your performance, like, I don't know about you, but for me, it always goes so, it always goes by so quickly. And yeah. so as soon as you lock into your energy and, and your performance mode, it's over, you know? Yeah. And then you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, like, I just did that. And like, what? Well, like, oh, okay. And then yeah. I, there's a totally different feeling from being on stage. No. And to see, and to see yourself <laughs> in a, you know, on a video or, or the performance from, you know, another angle. And it's that, that's magical to me, like how I felt when I was in the moment and what it looks like, you know, from the audience's point of view are two different things. Right. You know, I I completely agree with that because you can feel completely amazing in a moment. And because you're now looking at, at someone else's video or their angle, it may not be the best angle, you know, it it may not, it may not reflect accurately what you feel, even what you rehearsed. But I agree that feeling on stage is something that's like, (laughs) that when you're there and you're into it and you've connected with the audience, it it goes so Uh fast, but it is something that, I think it's something for entertainers and and not just entertainers as far as being on, on stage and, and wanting to act or sing or dance, but entertainers for social people that like to be with their friends or family. Right. It's it's an energy in us that, that we not only we 
feed off off from those people watching, but but we feed back and and to mm-hmm. have that rush. It's <laughs> I don't even I don't even it's true. like yeah you know <laughs> it's uh, just amazing. Um, Mila, you've been an amazing yes. guest. If there's anything else you want to throw off anybody in the land. Uh, this is your no, moment. I want to say that I've had a great time speaking with you. Um, and this has been a great interview. We didn't even talk about dating, which is something I talk about a lot in my interviews. And it was refreshing that we didn't even touch on that topic. At some point, you know, there yeah. will be that. But I'm 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 happy that we've got to share this conversation. And everyone out there listening, thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. I'm Naomi Winners, and that's been today's episode of Drag Dish. Remember to hashtag feel your beat boo. See you next time. Bye. Bye.